Welcome to the In Between, where shift happens. This podcast is for anybody who has ever found themselves in that space in between what was and what's going to be. That space where life happens. The moment between where we are and where we're going. That space that is often uncomfortable to sit in. The stuff of life, the ups, the downs, the moments of connection and insight, and the moments where we can't see two steps in front of us. We will ask all the questions, maybe find some answers, and generally work at being okay in the mystery of the in-between. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the anatomy of connection. And so in previous episodes, we talked about um, the lie of rugged individualism. And so I thought, man, now what, right? So we're, we get rid of the lie of, mm-hmm. of this Always idea of uh, rugged individualism. And so what is what do we step into from that? And so what better uh, conversation than the anatomy of connection and kind of what does that look like? What? Does the, what are the pieces and parts and all the the little gooey centers of connection and some other questions along the way? And so the premise of this podcast is uh, the questions and, and the direction of the conversation. Uh, the guest, which today is Dan, so he's not really a guest, but uh, <laughs> my personal guest here. Um, so he has no idea about what questions I'm going to ask. So that's kind of we're living the in between, right? Yeah. The, not knowing exactly what's going to happen, but uh, stepping into that space. So the anatomy of connection, Dan. So what, let's get the party started. So when you think about the word connection, what are some of the pieces and parts, the pieces and parts of connection and the things that um, kind of push us in that direction or support this idea of connection, maybe what connection means to you personally and kind of the pieces and parts that come with that. Yeah, wow. The pieces and parts of connection. I, I think there's so much to connection because there's so many different ways to connect. But the the first thing that really comes up for me is just how much I've had to learn about connection in my adult life because I was, uh, you know, I don't know, misguided or misdirected or learned poorly or not shown at all or learned because the world told me whatever about connection as a kid. And so, you know, I mean, part of our like psychological development as children is to learn, like we bond with our parents, with whoever is our our caretaker. Um, And that essentially is where we learn connect, like the first like three years, the first seven years of our life, the first six months of our life, like that, you know, those, those things we learn in that time about bonding with people, about connecting with people is how we tend to connect with people for the rest of our lives, unless we unlearn and relearn how to do it. Right. Right. And so, so much of how I have so much of what I've learned about connection has been me unlearning things about myself to have healthier connection. And so Mm -hmm. I think, you know, uh, we, we live in a society, going back to the last episode of rugged individualism, we, li- we live in a society where connection is not actually the norm. Going it alone, learning how to be uh, resilient and self-reliant and, you know, being able to go it alone is, is the value. And so we don't actually tend to push as a society those, those things about connection. We're like, 
we can actually put ourselves in relationship with other people where all of us become stronger. And I, so, so I, I guess that's really the, the big piece of connection for me is like when you bring together all the people, mm. everybody benefits, which I think yeah. is not an obvious thing in our society. <laughs> it reminds me of like a potluck dinner. Where everyone brings something and then oh, yeah. everyone <laughs> yeah 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 maybe it's because i'm hungry right now but uh <laughs> right and so it's like yeah, what is yeah. what is mine to bring right and right so and then allowing people to bring what their strength is right i mean i'm gonna always bring the paper products because my strength is not cooking right and so you don't <laughs> but somebody needs to but somebody yeah, needs, somebody needs to. to yes and you don't want to force me to bring the yeah, yeah. i don't know the the pot rose because I'm never gonna bring that, right? <laughs> and so, oh, I like, I like the idea. Connection is like potluck dinner. Yeah, it is, it is. And and it, there's this. Um, I think authenticity is a huge part of connection because, like, in the potluck, if everybody brought salad, there's no way everybody coming to the potlucks like, yes, yeah, salad is what's mine to bring. Right. Right. But I've seen it happen. I've been to potlucks like some weird potlucks before where everybody brought some like the weirdest salad they could think of. And there was like nothing else. And it was like, or oh, green God. bean casserole. Like when you <laughs> have eight green bean casserole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, like authenticity is, I think a big part of connection for a lot of reasons, but like, yeah. you know, sticking with this random metaphor of a potluck we just came up with. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. No, it's, I think it's really good actually. Um, bringing what is yours to authentically bring being authentically you showing up authentically to the place of connection, I think is actually what leads to connection because now we all do benefit. But if I show up, if we all show up the way we think we're supposed to show up, we can show up like the potluck looks like a whole potluck. And yet it's this big facade of like everybody's showing up the way they think they're supposed to show up. And all you end up with is salad or or whatever right like dessert everybody brings dessert and there's no meal and it's like well that that doesn't work well but there's no way that everybody was actually called to bring dessert which is kind of a weird fake connection like everyone yeah. you, i don't know it's a weird it's kind of like these the oftentimes uh i've read about ideas like connection this kind of false sense of connection is like oh we all hate the same thing so that we're all like connected through this sort of <laughs> Yeah. We all hate the same thing, right? Or we all um, have reservations about the same people group. So this is this is connection. And that's not, right? That's not yeah. Yeah. kind of what you're describing. That's not true connection. True con connection is like being able to come uh, authentically and yes. allowing people to see you and you seeing others in that same respect. Otherwise, we're just seeing the Instagram version of ourselves, which is not true connection, which I think is some of the um, negative impacts necessary of like social media type stuff. Cause we, we think that we're connected to folks, but we're not really, we're connected in, in the ways that we want people to see, yeah. which I would premise is not yeah. the type of connection that we're speaking. Of. Yeah. And I think there's a way to use, social media and oh yeah and whatever to connect absolutely when it's done intentionally in ways that are benefited from that kind of connection yeah but it yeah it is not the same as like well i guess not all connection is built equally or designed equally or whatever right like social media connection 
is not the same as, you know, an intentional communal setting. Like interconnectedness, that, that feeling of interconnectedness yeah. is a little yeah. bit different than some of these kind of flyby connections sort of things yeah. that we speak of. Right. Like I think, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of what I'm seeing now, uh, especially on TikTok and actually a lot of Instagram too, um, I feel very connected to what's happening in Palestine. So there's a connection for me there and I'm connecting to like the craziness that's happening. And I, right. and I can see where people who aren't on these platforms or in my mind, the people who I think are not on these platforms are what looks to be oblivious to genocide, you know, the genocide that's happening. Right. And they're like, Oh no, this is, this is just self-defense. They're like, that's not fucking it's not self-defense, you know? Right. Um, but like, I think there is, so there, there's different types of connection and I am feeling more and more connected to what's going on over there. And so of course the way the algorithms work, they show you more of it. Right. Um, but that feels very different than the connection that happens at a place like, you know, uh, a team holiday party potluck where we're all going to mm -hmm. go and have like a nice evening meal together. I mean, that's a really different type of connection, you know? Right. Yeah. So I always like to talk about what gets in the way. Cause for me, that's like where the, where the, 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 the work is yeah. or where the focus is. So what would you say gets in the way of connection? Mm. This kind of this, the, this idea, this interconnectedness, this idea of being able to connect to one another and those kind of deepest parts of ourselves yeah. and really build something together what do you see gets in the way of that I think whether easy, individually or collectively yeah on either level i think the easy answer is fear the easy <laughs> but, answer it's um, probably the easy answer for lots of things yeah and 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 i think it is but i think it would be we'd be remiss to stop there to stop at fear like yeah yeah and right and so i i think fear is like the blanket answer to a lot of stuff because of all that sits beneath it. And I, and I actually think like, especially in the United States, there is this history of because I have to go it alone, I need to be all the things. And if I can't show up as all of the things, then there's something wrong with me. And then I don't have a place to belong or I'm not going to be cared for, or I'm going to be abandoned or, you know, that small checklist of like really like core things that keep us from connecting really, mm -hmm. or are actually our drive for connection. And so when we heal those things become like our, our greatest ability to connect. But I, I think the, we say fear because it sounds like I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid of nothing or whatever. Right. <laughs> Cause then we're big and strong and we can do all the things I can show right. up in all the ways. Right. Or more realistically, what happens is we learned that in society, we have to have that facade of showing up in a certain way where we look a certain way. And, and so many people have bought into that so strongly that, I mean, you literally have like entire cities and metropolitan areas with a persona built around this idea. Mm. Like I've, I've been to places, you know, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I seriously, I've spent time in places where like 
the facade was it that was king that ruled everything and if you didn't meet the facade if you didn't carry the facade people were so offended because how dare you not carry around the same facade that all of the rest of us have been forced to carry around so that we can be the thing give an example give an example um please uh, yeah 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 so um certain places in florida uh, um the facade is rich thin in shape beach going but you carry a really high-end job so you're working a lot you're you're you are uh committed to you know you have you add value to the world mm -hmm. you're super important and so if you're not really important really thin like to the point of like eating disorder thin right mm, yeah. and a billionaire then you don't matter so everyone is carrying around this facade trying to be this billionaire trying to be this person who's really important in the world but they're not you know and, and i'm not and of course like yeah everyone's important but not to the point like the facade says importance is this where right. in reality importance is like you matter and you know in the lives of the people around you 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 really matter right and so to show up with like uh you know uh, with m most of the jobs like everybody who lives there is working somewhere here <laughs> or or everybody who's working here lives somewhere close enough to work here at these places and like there are restaurants there are theaters there are movie theaters there are fast food restaurants there are you know what i mean like there mm -hmm. are all these places where all of these people work and they're not making billions of dollars working at these places so clearly we're not all the thing so you have to dress a certain way you have to have a certain car you have to live in a certain place in a certain location in that city right or it, it's like you're looked down on like, Which it wow. kind of creates this little like bubble around you. And then I think that's kind of to your point, that's hard. That gets in the way of connection, right? When everyone yeah. is in yeah. this homogenized sort of experience, which we know is not represent representative of like life or yeah. people in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's hard to, to have connection when you buy into this homogenous sort of experience. And I guess, I mean, you can, what you just described, you can pick that up and put it in lots of different yeah, places yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yes, I would agree that. And so the, the, the fear and, of, Oh, I also no, think another thing that gets in the way and maybe this is what you were going to say. Um, I think to that point too, comparison gets in the way of connection yeah. because if I look at my life and I look at your life and what I see is, because obviously what we often see is not the whole story, right? And so then I begin to try to change and meld and form so that I can kind of fit into this experience or change my experience. Um, yeah, I think that impacts connection because I think indirectly or directly it impacts authentic expression, which I don't know. I think true connection, I think you have to have that authenticity. You have to have that vulnerability. You have to have... Um, that willingness to be exposed a little bit, right? Yeah. Because like if my edges, if you can't see my edges, then you can't, can't connect with them. 
And I think the edges of our experience is where we connect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think the, you know, going back to the, the fear thing, mm-hmm. I think there is a fear in having to carry around that facade that when somebody shows up, who's not carrying around that facade, the fear is so strong that they literally get like ousted. They get like kicked out of town. Uh, but, but on a personal level, like I've seen people get so angry when someone else is not showing up carrying that facade, because it's like you broke the agreement, the social agreement that to be here in this space, we've all agreed we're going to carry around this lie. Because I think what it does is if someone else is not carrying around the lie, it means that for someone who is carrying around that lie, they have to look at, it's either like you're the, you're the enemy and you're wrong or I'm carrying this around for no reason. I don't really have to, even though I've bought yeah. so far into probably for their whole life, this idea that they have to be that thing. They have to do, they have to like, you know, the elite right. ideals and whatever, pickleball and golf and Jaguars. Mm. Now there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but right. when it's authentic, <laughs> if you authentically right. love pickleball, awesome or golf or whatever, but because it's the thing, if I do these things, then I am whatever. I, I may regret going in this direction, but we're going to go anyway, right? Because yeah, this is the we're here. We're in the in between. We are stuck in it. We got two feet in. Um, we were talking about the facade that we create, and this, and then it creates this kind of othering when mm. people yeah. step into that experience, and then othering obviously Mm. is the opposite of connection do you think this takes place in spiritual communities too and if so (laughs) how i know i I know i was like i I think we had to go there just because i think that oftentimes we 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 talk about some of these things as if they are exist in the world and we are immune people on a you know a spiritual path or in spiritual communities or any sort of um uh communities where we're trying to better ourselves and 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 all all the things right it doesn't have to look like a a certain spiritual community or church or whatever but just address are we immune to um immune no (laughs) (laughs) how does it show up i guess yeah well i i think i mean first um the fact that within spiritual communities the conversation and the language suggests that somehow spiritual communities are separate from the rest of the world mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about a facade <laughs> I mean, we are so different and better than before we even got into the door yeah right 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 um and and i i i think we we strive here you know in like in our in the spiritual community we are a part of i believe that we are at least attempting to knock down the walls of spiritual community, spiritual life separate from regular life, right? And right. so we try to have like the real conversations. We try and speak in just like regular language. We're not up here like spouting the beliefs that you should believe so that you can have the life, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Because I think in and of itself, that does create a reality that is so far separated from what it's like to live an everyday life that it is, Mm -hmm. it is an othering in and of itself. It is a separation. It is a 
facade of pretending that somehow I can live a life totally separate from the effects of everything else that's going on in the world around. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's that. <laughs> just a small thing. Just a small just, thing. No big deal. Um, but I think also when you set up a community with that premise, then it's the same exact thing, right? It's like we've now set up a world where you're supposed to show up in a certain way. And if you don't, you're doing it wrong because God forbid you don't pretend along with us. Mm. Yeah. Right? Like you, everyone's welcome here. And you're welcome to stay here as long as, as long as you keep pretending that the world we say exists here within our own minds is actually the world you're going to walk out the doors to. And, and it's not in most places, right? Yeah. That's not to say that there aren't spiritual communities that have a healthier perspective on things and actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's tons of to, them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. But I think the vast majority um, of spiritual communities that I have watched, witnessed, seen, been a part of, uh, definitely participate in that, in, in pretending. I mean, really, I don't, I don't have a better word for it, but it, it's pretending. Like, we pretend that we're living in a different world than everyone else, and somehow that's so much better. And I don't know that's the intention, right? I think it's like right. this kind of subconscious. Yeah. But I think, you know, we, we talk a lot of talk about um, intention over impact, and the impact is the important piece. Yeah. Um, regardless of it's our intention yeah. to create yeah. this idea that you have to show up a certain way um, or you're doing it wrong. I don't know that. I, I would think very few would intend for people to actually feel that way. I would hope, yeah. but I think we do have to, like you're saying, we do have to look at the impact, the impact of our language, the impact of how we're showing up, the impact of whatever. And I think it also goes back to that fear. Yeah. Like I think oftentimes for me, I, I want to show up in a certain way Um for fear that people think I'm doing it wrong or like, who is that person to say that they're on a spiritual path and they have this, 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 and this show up in their life. Right. And which I think it's a misuse of, of some of the uh, misuse of spirituality, I think yeah. Yeah. in a lot of areas, but hmm. so we are not immune. Basically no, is what I, you're think, saying. I think we're not. <laughs> Actually, and actually, we, we might. Opportunity. Don't we have a unique opportunity, actually, to really crack open this conversation of connection? Because we have the opportunity. And when I say we, I mean any of us in whatever areas we are, whatever communities that we're in, whatever places yeah. we're in, whatever groups we're in, to create spaces. It doesn't have to be a church or anything like that, but just anywhere where we, where people are gathered, where we have a connection with groups of people, we have the opportunity to begin to unravel um, or dismantle some of the, the fear that is associated with true connection, right? And to make authenticity and vulnerability and this willingness to share of ourselves, willingness to create spaces for everyone else to do the same thing, like for that to be normal instead right. of, yeah. instead of, most of our life not being that way. And then us finding those pockets of places where we can be that. And it's like, Oh yeah, I can't be that anywhere else, but this place. Yeah. So to really like flip it to where like I can be myself everywhere else. And maybe there's like a tiny piece over here that I can't, 
like to really flip the percentage on that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that brought up a really interesting thought because I think, and I guess this goes back to authenticity. I think if, um, if being is the premise of community, then we all think, you know, like, I don't know, there, there's a, a quote or something about like, you know, you're, you're walking down the street in the city and you're so focused on how you look and what, what everybody is thinking about you, but like nobody's looking cause they're all thinking the same thing. So right. everybody thinks everyone else is looking at them. No one's actually right. Looking at anybody. No one's looking at anybody. Yeah. And so I, I think if, if the premise of spiritual community is being, and this is going to sound like sacrilegious, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. If the premise of, of spiritual community is being, then we're all training each other to think that everyone else is looking at how we are being. But everybody mm -hmm. is thinking everyone else is looking at how they're being. Because we're not actually joining in community around anything. There's no content to the community. And I don't mean that to say like, there's nothing in common or whatever, but like, I know one of the things we've been talking about recently or, or implementing recently is like a community that happens because we are bringing people together to do something important or something that we deem important or that they deem important, right? Mm -hmm. You get a group of people together doing something that they deem important and community happens naturally. And so that's not to say that being isn't important. But the being is what happens because you have people showing up in a space where they can be authentic. And yeah. so being like being is, you know, the idea of being rather than doing. We're human beings, right? Like that whole thing um, is traditionally been really important in spiritual community. And so I could see where like, you know, it's not about the doing. We need to pause and reflect and focus on our being. Like I, I get that. And I think that's important. And if we don't have any doing, <laughs> what's the point? And so right. uh, maybe we've also lost focus in a lot of spiritual communities on what the point is, right? Mm -hmm. So if we can bring people together doing something where they can all show up authentically, then we don't have to carry a facade because we're doing, we're all doing the thing together. Mm. And being is what happens because we get to show up. It's and like how the byproduct. Yeah. How powerful is that? Like bringing people together for the purpose of, uh, you know, bettering the community or bettering people's lives or whatever is a powerful thing. Or even just bringing people together around a common interest. Yeah. And then being mm -hmm. together. You it know? reminds me of uh, when I was in college on spring break, we would do um, work with this organization um, in the mountains, in the Appalachian Mountains, North Carolina, where we would go and we would help uh, people in the community with home repairs, mm. which was funny because none of us knew how to do any of that. <laughs> um, and actually, if I'm not mistaken, there was one spring break that we actually did more damage to the home than, than, <laughs> than it was to begin with. Uh, I may or may not have fallen through a roof, but anyway, that's oh my God. the point. Um, this is what happens when you give power tools to people who have no idea what they're doing. That's amazing. But to this point, the sense of community around that, you know, 
um, it, it was a feeling that you couldn't really put into words. It was like mm. we were all doing something like working towards a common goal or common focus. And some of us didn't know each other closely. But at the end of that, we had something, um, an experience of something that was ours that we bonded over, that we connected over. Yeah. And then that was like the seed of connection. And then throughout the year, it was almost like going back to that connection and building a little bit a piece further, going back to that piece, building a piece further. It was like this really beautiful um, evolution of connection. And I think that's kind of what um, I envision when you were talking about that. So how do we lean into, if you were to name, I'm sure there are many, but three ways, because you did this to me on our last episode <laughs> of three, where I had to come up with like three like practical ways on the, on the spot. I knew that was going to come back um, to get me. Yeah, of course. I told you it was going to come back <laughs> to you. So if you could say uh, three ways, top your top three ways of leaning into connection. Because we've talked mm. about, you know, what makes connection, what gets in the way, um, some of that stuff. So three practical ways that we can begin to yeah. lean in to this idea of building connection with one another. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think number one for me is one we've already talked about, and that's authenticity. I think that's that's a must without authenticity or or an attempt towards authenticity, mm -hmm. right? Striving towards authenticity, uh, I think is a must. Without that, we don't really have connection. We have fitting in, not belonging, right? Um, so authenticity is absolute number one. And I think along with, um, you know, along with authenticity is finding pockets of trust, finding places where you can belong and not fit in, you know, mm. and I think some of that comes along with, um, and maybe this is number three, like a commitment to your personal growth, because there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff <laughs> that, mm, dare I say, needs to be unlearned for most of us. Like there's so much unlearning that needs to happen. And then replace that with some sort of you know a healthy holistic perception of of life and connection and belonging which i think has been around in certain ways like forever and yet it doesn't always seem to be obvious information and so it does it does all like i think all of the all three of these things like kind of loop back on each other like yeah. to be authentic you have to have personal growth to have personal growth you have to have the connection to inform healthy information so that you can unlearn and relearn which means you have to have a place to go to so you just kind of have to jump in i think right but like yeah. showing up authentically well you do that by doing your work and you do your work by having a place to go to show up authentically to belong so that you can then learn and then have and i think that's the tricky part is like how do you know what healthy, like what healthy beliefs do I replace those old beliefs with? And, and that's where I think we are seeing perhaps a return to reason and critical thinking. Perhaps, 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 perhaps. All right. So wrap it up. We're going to do uh, this uh, 
I should have come up with a, like a better name for whatever the segment. To be named in the future. To be named in the future. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts on connection. 30 seconds. 30 your, seconds. your elevator pitch on the, the value of connection. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. So right off the bat, the biggest thing about connection is that when we come together in authentic connection, in authentic spaces where we are all practicing our personal growth and, and collective learning, all of us become better than any one of us could ever become on our own. And so stepping out of this self-reliant, rugged individual mindset and fully embracing connection, despite what everything about rugged individualism has told us, despite all that, connection actually puts all of us in a better place than any one of us could ever be on our own. Boom. You heard That's it great. here. You heard it here. That's perfect. <laughs> that was the 30 second elevator speech. I don't like elevators. So it would be an escalator speech for me. An escalator. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we have escalator speeches? Not like maybe that's the uh, <laughs> that'll, that'll be the, the new segment, the 30 second escalator speech at the yes. end. Love it. Well, I feel more connected, right? I think yeah. it's 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 interesting about that. And I think that's the value of these conversations, no matter what we're talking about, is that the more that we can share our thoughts, the more we get to know one another and and not only you and I, um, but anyone who's listening, anyone, and by listening, you're participating in this conversation because we are now in your brain. And yeah. so then you will take these little thoughts right. and then begin begin to like disseminate them into your experience, which you is- You can never unhear any of this. Right. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. So thanks for participating in this conversation of connection. It is one of many conversations because we know that no matter what we talk about, that it is- connecting it's connecting our edges of experiences with one another and so until next time we will catch you in that little squidgy middle of the in-between nobody really enjoys being in the in-between but thanks for being here anyway we may not have found all of the answers but certainly some and maybe more importantly a little shift has happened because that is really what it's all about, learning to be curious, authentic, and yes, maybe even a tad bit vulnerable. And the beauty of it all is that we are not alone in the in-between. So until next time, we hope a lot of shift happens.